Okay, well, I will follow Luca. Can't mm-hmm. believe I wasn't following Luca already. There you go. Yeah. It, it's oh, really just, just like a dog count. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. I have a routine. Well, I, like everything, I everything on Instagram is is all dog followers. Like, and my routine before I go to bed is like I just spend like fifteen minutes scrolling through Instagram, looking at puppy pictures to make me happy. Yeah, I follow a lot of rabbits on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just animal pictures. My feed is entirely animal pictures, other people making vegan food. And the occasional picture of my mom's crochet stuff. <laughs> See, this is what the future is all about, being able to just indulge in things like this to to fall asleep to. Yeah. <laughs> just It's actually I actually use social media to wake up in the morning. At night I use my Kindle to fall asleep. No, I stopped using social media to wake up when I kept opening it up to like horrible news. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> just I, I mean like between shootings and and other awful things and right missile launches and missile fake launches. missile launches yeah. <laughs> and and sexual harassment Mi- missile launches yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sexual missile launches don't forget the oil spill yeah <laughs> right so it's like yeah yeah yeah, on the radio today, they were like, so this one's not crude, it's worse. I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about video games. Almost really for you, John. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to the Bottled Fuchsia podcast. Okay. We are Bottled Fuchsia. You can find our streams and previous recordings at bottledfuchsia.com. Uh, our mixer handle is mixer.com slash bottledfuchsia. Our videos and archive streams are on YouTube at youtube.com slash bottledfuchsia. We do a shot of fuchsia every Friday on the outerhaven.net. And uh, on Facebook and Twitter, our handles are at Bottled Fuchsia. Who's on tonight? I'm Kitty. And with me is Aaron. Hi. Kay. Hello. And Nanners. Hi. We're doing a mini bottle tonight. Yep. Yep. This is like an airport carry-on sized oh, 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 fuchsia oh, cast oh, bottle. Th- that is like my favorite thing in the world. You know, I have like... That is Kay's favorite thing in the world. I have like 170 of them. As long as you don't buy them at the airport because they're way too expensive yeah, there. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to go around and talk about what games we've been playing since the last podcast. Aaron, why don't you talk a little bit about what you've been playing? Okay, well, um, I was trying to get through A Hat in Time, which was one of the indie darlings of 2017, and then Super Meat Boy came out on the Switch, and I haven't done anything else since. (laughs) (laughs) I love that game, and I actually never finished it, and it came out on the Switch, and I was like, okay, I I can finish it now. And, oh, look, I can take the Switch to bed with me and never sleep again and just play this game until (laughs) 4 in the morning. 
So. And I can wake up at four in the morning to go to the bathroom and hear click, 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 mash, 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 and know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can have <laughs> trouble falling back asleep after that. Um, all right. And I guess uh, we should talk about this together. Aaron and I have both been playing a lot of Cuphead. Yeah. Like like many other gamers. And I, th- I feel like anybody who's listening to this probably already knows what everybody loves about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to say that I do not like boss rush games, really. And Woo. I'm not super into bullet. I mean, some bullet hell stuff is okay. I'm not really into platformers on the same level that other people are, with some exceptions. So to me, this game was so charming in its execution that it managed to get me to really enjoy the kind of games that I don't normally play. Yeah, and you so actually realized, like it. You're, you're yeah, like I'm actually it. excited to play it. And yeah. I think that's what sets it apart for me is like how many more like Vietnam War themed bullet hell games can we have or like boss rush games that are anime style. Mm. So for me, uh, I think I was talking about this on the um, Extra Life stream. I was a huge Betty Boop fan when I was a kid. So it's giving me a little taste of getting back into that, and we've just been having a really good time with it. And getting to to kill Betty Boop style <laughs> cartoon <laughs> characters—that's the, the yeah. real draw there. But we have uh, we made it all the way to the end. We're at the devil now, right? And uh, spoiler alert for we've anybody only done a couple, who hasn't gotten that far. A couple attempts at that. I'm sure we'll have to do many. Oh, it's going to take months. Yeah, but the um, <laughs> the, the <laughs> penultimate boss has multiple phases that vary every time you play the king dice stage was very challenging and that was that was high five worthy when we got through that yeah that's what like nine or, or ten mini bosses that you get to yeah so the way through? you you fight this uh gambling big shot and you're presented with a roulette wheel with numbers one to nine and you roll a die to move across the one to nine and after, once you get to ten you can fight the king dice but before that each of the numbered spaces has its own mini boss. And if you lose on any of those, you go back to the beginning of the board. Or if you lose to King Dice, you go back to the beginning. So yeah. Also, there is a go Roll back big. to start. Yeah, there is also space. right before the last space, there's a start over space, which thankfully we never landed on. Yeah. But I'm sure, I was saying to Aaron, I'm sure there's an achievement for rolling all ones and beating going every single all of them. Yeah, mini boss and then doing it. I hope that we don't ever try to get that because I feel like we'll be I'll, very angry. I'll do that solo. Yeah. <laughs> That's a solo Aaron thing. Right. So, Kay, what have you been playing? Uh, I have been playing uh, completely relevant games. Um, Doom. <laughs> Think older. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Doom. The other Doom. The first Doom. <laughs> uh, no, I've actually really been into um, Team Fortress 2. Wow. Uh, yeah. It, I have never played it. That's another confession. Oh. What? Another, another one of those games I've just never played. Okay, so if you liked <sighs> Overwatch, you would probably also enjoy TF2. Um, would I like Overwatch better? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one's about the hats, though, right? That was the big deal? Well, it... I mean... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was. I yeah. think this is like the original hats. This is what this is what kind of started that in a way um you know, being all I think I think the the that has become like its own meme or something. I don't know. There's a there's a word there or a phrase there I'm looking for. I, I think the the like actual 
definition of the word meme would actually define it really well. <laughs> Not the way we <laughs> use it out necessarily, but yeah. 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 Uh, but it started with uh, the demise of our Ventrilo server. and uh, Wait, that's gone? Yeah. Oh. See, yeah, I, I don't log Man, into it very often. Conman so. was talking about replacing that yeah. with something Has else. Everybody yeah. gone to Discord yes. or something? So we, yeah. are, okay. we are using Discord, and Discord has a lot of neat features that apparently the rest of the world has been in tune to, but we have been on <laughs> vent for... Um, well, just the fact that we've been on vent lets people know like how quickly we get to new things. Yeah. Well, it's been <laughs> over a decade on the same vent server now, actually. Yeah, so. yeah and it, it works, and it does one thing, and it does, you know, the, the only... You know, it's the only thing we need to do is just like push to talk. Like that's right. Yep. All, all we've ever needed it for. But yeah, I think I. I mean, I think I've been on the vent server for about a decade now. So, and you guys had it before that. So we've had it since high school. I think. I think Conman started it up in high school around then. So it's wow. been almost two decades. Oh my God. <laughs> no, not, not, not quite two decades, but yeah. it's long in the tooth. Like twelve, like the rest I of think, us. I think he said it was like twelve or thirteen years. If he listens to this, he can yell at me for it later. But um, so it started with um, Discord had an overlay, and something about it had an overlay specifically for TF2, and then so we started. Uh, you know, I played that with him, and then got really into that game. I was like, holy. Shit, this is still a really good game. Like I'm, I really still like it. So I've mostly been putting a lot of my time into that. I played a little bit of PUBG. Uh, got run over by a bunch of cars because Brian's a jerk. And what did he run you over? Uh, he went off a cliff, and I, <laughs> I, I auto ejected from the car, and then the car rolled and rolled me over. <laughs> um. It would have happened if you had been in a smart car in the game. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you would have stayed in it. I would have got yeah. that roll cage. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's pretty much what I've been up to. Uh, cool. Yeah. Nanners, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? Uh, that that's actually never a good thing to say to me because I think I counted and I played something like twenty-seven games in the last week. I was gonna say or two. Why don't you tell us one thing you've yeah. been playing? Yeah. How about one <laughs> thing? Um. So. I, I, no. You I, know what? So you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick three. Two are gonna be super quick, and then yeah. we'll get into the third. Because there's a couple on here on your list that I I do want to hear about. So okay, we'll give you I, I a assume permission this week. All right, to... all right. So I I think I've I've determined which those two are. I think I know which the ones you're looking at. It's gonna be uh, Desert Bus VR and KFC the Hard Way. What, would those be the games you're thinking of? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, tell, well, tell you... us about KFC, Nanner. All right. Take me so... out quite well in this dock. Is the hardware where you get the whole bucket and then the bathroom's out of toilet paper? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Um, I think that's so... normal mode, actually. <laughs> KFC the hard way is supposed to be a KFC sort of viral marketing thing. Both KFC and Doritos have made, let's call them what they are, they're really bad VR experiences. Um, to try and market their products. And Doritos did it, as we've talked about before, with a game that gives you vertigo and makes you feel like you're going to run into a wall. Um, I guess that's like eating an entire bag of Doritos. Like, <laughs> I, It's like playing Doritos Crash Course, actually. I, I think I'd rather do that. That probably no, would have been no. better. Um, 
so the KFC game sets it up as an escape room, and I thought, like, okay, like, that could be interesting. That's brilliant already. You play as the chicken. <laughs> it's it's oh. not good, though. So it puts you... It, it There's, like, a Colonel Sanders voice that is yelling at you, telling you how to make chicken. So you have to, like, pick up pieces of chicken and inspect them, like, hold them is, up near your VR headset and then toss the them in the fryer. It puts the chicken in the bucket. Exactly. Yeah. Is this exactly. their new training that is thing, what actually? It is. is it actually not a game, but it's their new training material for, I, I mean, for their restaurants? No, because it involves, like, a robot and, like, a fryer that comes up out of the floor, and <laughs> it has a very... Um, Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka-esque presentation of, uh, you know, talking about, like, how the chicken is being cooked in this chicken cooker and, like, the lights are dimming and the clocks are spinning and all this stuff's going on. And it's just meh. And if you're too greedy, you get turned into a giant blue biscuit. (laughs) I mean, that would actually probably go better. Um, But, yeah, so, like, it's a weird little experience. I don't even recommend downloading it, even though it's free, like... There's better ways to spend five minutes of your life. Go stare at the sun. That's probably better for your eyes overall. <laughs> um, and what, then, what's the win condition? I'm just curious. Uh, so there is no lose condition. There's only a win condition. It's mm-hmm. you You end up going and, well, actually, maybe you can lose. You have to press four symbols on a door, and then a mechanical Colonel Sanders opens his mouth, and you stick a wing in his mouth. <laughs> Then. that's how it ends and then like God, just from the description like it sounds like it could just be amazing and hilarious but the execution just must be so terrible it, it's just very one note it feels like they tried a little too hard like mm. had they just kind of let it breathe a little i think it would have actually been funny but it it feels like i i know i might get shit for this it feels a little bit like the nihilist arby's thing of like they're trying a little too hard some days and like oh, it just i still like that twitter feed yeah I, I know everybody does except for me but but yeah i, I get what you're saying yeah man. yeah it, it's a little weird um the other weird thing i played in vr actually this is an all vr week apparently because all three games will be about vr uh desert bus vr so when did that come out that came out at some point in the last year Okay. And it's actually made by Gearbox. Really? Yeah. So, so that's what they were doing instead of Borderlands? I, apparently, the, they wanted to try and kill me and Kay, so they made um, Battleborn, and then they made Desert Bus VR, and they're like, fuck Nanners and Kay, they don't get Borderlands this year. <laughs> um, but it is exactly what you think it would be if you've ever played the original Desert Bus, where you're driving a bus from... Vegas to Reno. Yeah, Vegas to LA or Reno to it's LA? Something. Definitely through I think Nevada, just through the desert. Yeah, like, I think it's Reno to LA. Okay. And it's like an eight hour real time drive. And if you drive it once, you get a point. And if you make the return trip, you get a point. Every time you make that eight hour real time trip, you get a point. Now, the thing to know about the bus is it pulls to the right. So if it pulls to the right, you go off the road and you slowly overheat and the bus breaks down and it tows you back to the start in real time. You don't <laughs> fail. It tows you back. And at like one point, I think a bug hits the windshield and that's about it. That's about all that happens <laughs> in the game. That's like six hours in. Bug hits the windshield. Um, Tucson, Arizona to Las Vegas. Okay, Tucson. Uh, okay. So. But like that's the whole deal. You have to constantly correct the course yep. like you can't yep. you can't just hold down a button you can't just nope. leave it unattended 
yeah, for eight hours. You actually have to sit there and constantly drive this bus. So uh, Pendulette of Penn and Teller fame decided that, well, so <laughs> I guess Randy Pitchford, who's a real magician, <laughs> approached Penn, who he knows, and said, we should do this in VR. And he also pitched like 10 other ideas to them. One of them is a toll booth simulator. Which I guess if Desert Bus gets popular enough, maybe they'll do Toll Booth Simulator. But it's a real-time 10-hour shift of taking tolls and uh, giving correct change to drivers. I wonder yep. if a lot of the these, like, some of these VR things seem more like audience participation performance art. Yes. Than actual games. Yeah. But I so- wonder if also they're partly just to generate empathy. An understanding of other situations. Hmm. I mean, the, the Desert Bus thing is really interesting because, so the company that made the original and all the other games in the Penn and Teller like pack, I forget what it was called, that company went out of business. So the game was never distributed. It was only ever bootlegged and like passed around. And Desert Bus for Hope, the charity, kind of brought that game back into popularity where they just play the game on a live stream over and over and over again and they've gotten something like six or seven points in the one stream (laughs) and they've raised a ton of money so this version of the game is made specifically for that charity there's actually a bunch of desert bus for hope stuff all over the bus and it has multiplayer so you can not only drive the bus If you have a VR setup, you can actually sit on the bus. (laughs) As far as I know, if you sit on the bus, you can't do anything but sit on the bus. You can't switch off with the driver? Like, you can't tag in? No, no. It's just a matter of you're sitting there for eight hours watching this. And there's, like, no scenery. It's not like you're passing, like, mountains and, you know, it's a pretty vista out the window. It's desert to the horizon. (laughs) So I played... um, I think 10 minutes of that and I honestly could have sworn it was like an hour because there's only I don't know if they did it on purpose there's only parts of the steering wheel you can grip and you have to use your right hand and you have to hold it up and constantly be correcting the bus and then your other hand is just like the accelerator for the pedal so you have to constantly be like feathering your left hand on the trigger to make the bus go while constantly steering the bus with the right Oh, that's painful. It's rough. How how uh, how long did you play it for? How far did you get? Like I said, I think it was like 10, 15 minutes. Oh, 10, 15 I, minutes. I could have sworn it was an hour. Like it, <laughs> There's also an audio interview with Penn that is going on on a radio next to you. So he explains some of the stuff behind the game as you're playing it. But I think it's, you know, it's not a full eight-hour interview. So I don't know if it repeats or it just stops and then you're just dead silence other than bus sounds for the rest of the trip. But those bus, are... those bus are sounds. What are bus yeah, sounds? Bus sounds is like... You can, out, you can also open the door of the bus while it's driving. That doesn't do anything. There are no stops. There's no one to get on. A, if only the, the passengers could throw themselves yeah. out if you open the door. If the passengers could do anything... Um, they they missed like an opportunity for a, like a space team type of game here where like parts of the bus are something's constantly happening and the, the passengers have <laughs> to run like around and team. do so things. Part of the idea behind it though was, I forget what lawmaker it was. Some lawmaker basically said like video games are corrupting kids' minds and they're not getting them ready for the real world. 
So this was Penn actually saying, oh, we're going to make a game that does get them ready for a real world. Here's the bus driving <laughs> game. Like, you drive a bus. Like, get ready for the real world, kids. So that is why there's, like, nothing exciting going on in this game. It was very much done on purpose to make that political point, and I find that hilarious. So yeah, it's amazing. It's true. Yeah. So yeah. if you... Oh, go ahead. No, it's, it's absolutely true. Like, he's spot on with, like... Nobody wants a real-life game. Like, yeah, exactly. Like a, uh, you job, say that, but we have so many simulators. Job simulator, yeah. I mean, if job simulator were a real job, I'd go, I'd change okay. careers right now. Like, <laughs> But, um, so those are the two weird, like, VR experiences I did this week. Um, uh, there was other weird VR stuff, but we'll save that for another day as I dig more into that. Because other stuff <laughs> does have more levels to go into i just need to get there the thing i really want to talk about is the thing i think i've been telling everybody about for the past two weeks which is shooty fruity uh this is a vr game where you play a checkout clerk at a grocery store checking out groceries from an automated system while fruit attacks your register and you have to pull guns off a line that's like going in front of you and then shoot the fruit so, you know, simple sort of premise, I guess. Um, as you go, you're earning stars for challenges that you're doing in the level. So it'll be like, all right, if you can kill 30 cherries in 10 seconds this round, you'll get a star. And then the stars unlock weapons and a vending machine. And f- you use juice, which is like points that you acquire in the levels to then buy the guns. So it... So, is uh, this sounds very interesting do you you actually get to move out from behind the register is that what you said you don't or do you stay back there the entire you time? stay at the register the whole time mm-hmm. so it'll be like there's a conveyor belt coming with groceries and you have a scanner in front of you so you have to pick up the grocery scan it and then there's a chute that you have to put it in where it'll like carry it off screen right it, um in early levels you can just throw it wherever you want as long as it goes down the conveyor belt it's all good in later levels of the game, though, it'll be like, all right, you have to put it in the furthest one from you, or you have to put it in the um, middle one. So the whole and time you still have to be a grocery store clerk and save us all from the fruit apocalypse. Exactly. Okay. And the reason you're actually bothering to check out the groceries and not just shoot the stuff is each gun has a different unlock level, where it's like, all right, the more groceries I check out, the more weapons I unlock. So if you check out 100 groceries, you'll unlock the grenade launcher versus if you get 15, you get, you know, just the shotgun or something. That's actually pretty brilliant. Is that between levels you unlock the weapons or is it like immediate, like as soon as you scan that 100th? That's in the levels themselves. So uh, the way the weapons work is it's like, all right, I have a a pistol that I can bring in with me. That's free. If you just want to play the level with that, that's fine. You don't have to worry about checking anything out. You can just go. But if you check out a certain number of groceries, you'll unlock, you know, whatever weapon you brought with them, a machine gun, say. And then if you un- if you keep scanning groceries, you'll eventually hit the shotgun and then eventually the grenade launcher, things like that. I so, know uh, 
a lot of us have enjoyed like ultra gore games here and there like mm-hmm. k k loves the new doom i <laughs> yes. even though it wasn't a great game i kind of enjoyed the gore of dante's inferno mm-hmm. but like once in a while a game that's violent without being violent like katamari <laughs> or it sounds like this game can be incredibly refreshing yeah, it's to just shoot the crap out of some fruit. <laughs> it, it's really nice too because a lot of VR stuff is like, oh, it's another gory, you know, jump scare filled zombie yeah. shooter. Like, right. great. This is something that is actually bright and colorful. It's you know, fruit that's attacking you. All the stuff you're checking out is bright and colorful. The guns are actually bright colors. I think <laughs> it's like all pistols are blue, all shotguns are pink. Like, it's all bright neon cool looking stuff it's as if miyamoto designed a <laughs> shooter yeah. game yeah it, it reminds me a lot of the food kingdom so there you go yeah okay that sounds fun yeah that that's been occupying a lot of my time that's a good workout and a fun game so it does sound like it was designed by somebody who worked retail at one point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i so what i tell aaron is when i'm waiting it for the self-checkout at, at ShopRite, and there's people at all the stations, and I have to wait. I pretend that we're on a space station, and they're all trying to defuse bombs, and I, like, <laughs> make up backstories for them in my head about, like, who's going to do it the fastest and stuff. So, yeah, I think it's probably somebody with the kind of brain like I have that was like, <laughs> what if I was shooting fruit while I did this? I'm going to think about that now. Well, uh, for the benefit of our listeners, I'm going to let you know that our Game of the Year Awards ultra-long podcast is coming up. I will not be on it, but some of our regular favorites like John and Brady and Nanners and Kay and Aaron and possibly Conman and sometimes Y will be uh, (laughs) sitting around talking about their favorite games they played this year and why everybody's choices are more valid and worthy than everyone else's choices. AKA everybody's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody is ever right at yeah. game of the year. So yep. that'll be recorded, uh, I believe, near the end of this month. Yeah. Yep. Because we actually wait for the year to be over before we do right. our game of the year. Right. Everybody else does it in like November. Yeah. It's we, August game of the year. Yeah. We also do it so that we can see what everybody else is like really hype on and be like, oh shit, I missed that. I need to play that. Like, yeah. I've actually, I think, played a higher than normal amount of games because of that. I've been, like, trying to, like, fit stuff in to, right. to, to be able to in, judge. January's a good month for that, too, because yeah. not, a, not a lot happens. Yeah. yeah. And also January sucks, so it's yeah. nice to have something else to think about during January. Yeah. It's cold and snowy. And once that uh, that package of podcast delight has <laughs> been completely edited for your listening pleasure... You will find us at bottledfuchsia.com. Our streams are on mixer.com slash bottledfuchsia. Videos and archive streams on YouTube slash bottledfuchsia. And our Facebook and Twitter handles are at bottledfuchsia. But we're never going to make any money from YouTube. And neither will anybody ever again. (laughs) Unless you and 3,999 of your closest friends hit subscribe right now. Be a hero today. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. I like the idea of posting one 4,000-hour-long video and just yeah. seeing just, if somebody and then watches you just that. just start it playing by 1,000 people. How long? Not that I would ever do that, YouTube. Don't worry. And then we'll make it a VR experience called YouTube Bus. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yes. Nanos would be a song board. So that would be 167 <laughs> days. Yeah. 
It can be done. You gotta yeah. believe. <laughs> uh, yep. That would be right. almost half a year. But anyway. Good job, team. Yeah. Yes. And see if see if John fires me from the podcast no. after that one. <laughs> <laughs>